Good morning and shalom, brethren. We are coming to you again from the River and Church Gong Road. We would like to welcome all of you at home, wherever you are watching us, whether you're on Facebook or, or um, Twitter or whatever uh, media you are using. We welcome you into this service. Today is a, a great day for us. Why do I say it's a great day? It is the end of the month. We are closing one month and we are moving into another month. So it's a very, very great uh, day for us and it is an important day for us. We want to thank God who has been faithful and gracious to all of us. He has seen us through the month of May. It was not an easy month. We have gone through a lot in terms of um, the worries and the fears and the announcement that we have been receiving concerning COVID-19. But in all these things, God has been very gracious to us. And that is the reason why we say it's a great day because we are alive, we are well, and we have come to praise him, to worship him, and to glorify him today. And today, even as you reason to my sermon, I believe that the Lord is impressing in your heart the need to thank him, the need to worship him, the need to tell him thank you for the month of May. And we welcome the month of June. And we believe that God is with us and he is going to give us another victorious month. We are very hopeful this month that a lot of things will change. We are hoping that even this lockdown will be a thing of the past. And we thank God for everything. And for that, I would like us to, 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 to start by a prayer. Father in heaven, we lift up our voices to you. We also lift up our hands to you to honor you and to appreciate what you have done for us. You have seen us through the month of May. Today is the last day of this month. We are very grateful that you have taken care of us. You have healed our bodies. You have provided us with the food that we require. God Almighty, you have taken care of each one of us. And Lord, we say thank you today. And Father, even as we thank you, we are also welcoming the month of June and we commit it into your holy hands that you will guide us, you will read us, you will walk through with us and we shall come out victorious because you are the Lord who is on our side. We pray this in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Thank you. Brethren, today I'm very excited and I'm excited because, as I said, God has been gracious to us. Even as a church, we have got very good report. None of our members has fallen sick. God has taken care of us. Yes, we have gone through some challenges. Some of us have had needs, and we have come out to help those that we could be able to help. And I believe that God has also come to your aid, and that is why you are alive and well today. That's the reason why we should be very grateful and thank God even for this day, the last day of the month of May. Today, I have a very simple message. Um, I call it simple, but it's also proud. I call it simple because it is easy to understand. It is profound because 
it carries a lot if we receive the revelation of what God is telling us today, we will never be the same again. If you like it, I have a title for my message today. And the title is, Remove That Tag. Or Remove the Tag. What's a tag? A tag is a label attached to someone or something for the purpose of identification to all to give information. Each one of us today has a tag. Why do I say we have a tag? We have something that identifies us. We have a name. If somebody asks you, who are you? You will tell me, I am Kamau Wajologe, or I am Otieno Onyango, or I, I am Kipto, or I am Jane, I am Mary, I am whoever I am. Who gave you that name? Maybe it is your mother, or maybe it is the priest who baptized you and gave you a name. And from that day, you carried that name. That name is a tag. And you have carried that tag. That is what identifies you. The government also has given you an, a number or an identity, or whatever you may call it, a passport, an ID, Huduma number. What is that number for? That number is for identification. It is also a tag that you have been given. What are other tags that people have given you? You went to school all the way to the university. You graduated. You have a professional. Maybe they called you a doctor after you have graduated. What is that? It's a tag that they put on you. You have a tag. Each one of us has a tag. Maybe you are just a housewife. You stay at home. You take care of the children. And they have called you housewife. You never know who came up with that name. But you have accepted it. And that is a tag. You are tagged. Someone has chosen to identify you. Someone has chosen to define you. Because a tag also defines who you are. If I want to know who you are, I will start by asking you your name. And then I ask you, where do you come from? I'll continue to inquire from you. How many children do you have? What am I trying to do? I am trying to identify you using the various tags that you have been given. Each one of us has a tag. Who has given us this tag? This tag has, give, has been given to us by someone else, a human being like you. It may be your parent. When you came into this earth and they had to give you a name, they looked at you and they said, this one is an Otieno, or this one is a Chepto, this one is a Kamau, or a Jologe. They gave you a tag. What is that tag for? For identification. What does a tag do? I'll tell you what a tag does. A tag limits you to who you are and to what they have said you are. When you went to the university and you qualified and you became a doctor or a lawyer or whatever professions you have, they told you, this is what now you have become. And you say, this is 
my profession. And you believe with all your heart that the best you can do is to be a lawyer. And you have done your best to be the best lawyer on earth. But is that all that you are made to be? The human being told you, you are a lawyer. You accepted it. You've been confined to law as your profession. Of course, sometimes we try to do other things. But we try to measure more on what we've been told we are because that is a tag that has been put on us to identify us or to define us to give someone else information about you. I told you, the unfortunate thing, when a man tags you or when a man defines you, he will limit you because he cannot be able to give you or to tell you or to exploit all that is you to define you by what you have. Why? Because he doesn't know, know your potential. He doesn't know who you are. You think you are who you are because of the physical frame that you carry or the tag that you carry. That's what you think. But do you know you are more than what you think you are? The Bible says, I can do all things in Christ Jesus who gives me strength. Can you do all things in Christ Jesus? That verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 says, all things. It doesn't say, I can do some things. But I want to tell you something. When you are tagged, you are limited. Because a tag does not define everything in you. A tag cannot say, this one can do all things. Especially if it is given to you by humanity or mankind. But God says, I can do all things in Christ Jesus or in him, the Father who gives me strength. What does that statement tell me? The cup of limitation or that tag has been removed. I told you today, we have come to remove the tag. We have come to remove the limitation. We have come to tell you, you are more than what they tell you you are. I have come to tell you today, you are not just a lawyer or an architect or a doctor or a housewife. In you, there is more than what they have told you you are or you can produce. Why do I say this? Turn with me in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26. A scripture that is famous and a one that we know very much. What does it say? Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, 
over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image, in the likeness, in, in, in the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. And 28 says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule, the, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. If you have followed that text, it doesn't have any limitation. It doesn't have. God has defined you. And this is how he has defined you. Let us make man. How? In our image and in our likeness. The word image in Hebrew, it says it's called teslem. The word likeness is demut, and both refer to something that is similar but not identical to the thing it represents. In other words, the image is something that represents something else. When God says, let us make man, in our image and in our likeness, he is simply saying, let us make man to be like us and represent us. Praise the Lord. Let us make man to be like us and he is to represent us. My brother, my sister, this is God defining you. This is God now tagging you. This is God telling you who you are. He says, you are made in his image and in his likeness. To do what? So that you can represent him. Does God have any limitations? If he makes you in his image and in his likeness so that you can represent him, he is simply telling you, you I have made you so that in you, you have the qualities that I have, you have the character that I have, you can do what I can do, with my authority and permission. And in this case, he has given you that authority and permission. And I want you to see with me. If we go to the book of, the book of Psalms, or Psalms, Psalms chapter 8, from verse 4, what does it say? What is... Mankind is a question that is being asked. What is mankind that you are mindful of him? 
human beings, that you care for them. What is man, if you like it, that you are mindful of him, all of them? Human beings, that you care for them. Who are these people? Who is this man that you are so mindful of, that you care for him, that you are concerned about him? Why did you make him in your image and in your likeness? Why do you spend all your energy on him? The unfortunate thing, this is a man also, uh, David himself asking this question. He is actually asking God, why? Because David is muffled. Why is David muffled? Because when he looks at who he is in God, the amount of authority, strength, and power that has been invested in, in him by God, what David could be able to accomplish, he wondered, then, what, who am I before you, O God? Why, do you, why are you so mighty of me? Why did you have to... Invest all this in me. Because for David, there was no limitation. Remember, his brothers tried to limit him to a, to a, to a shepherd. Even his own father did not believe that he is qualified to be anointed to become anything. So when he is asked, to bring all his sons by prophet Samuel, he brings all of them. But he forgot that he has one who is in the bush taking care after sheep. What did they do to David? They had confined David to a shepherd. That is the tag that David had been given by human, human beings. As I told you, human beings will give you a tag that will limit you. But when God has defined you, when God has tagged you for himself, he releases you to do exploits. He releases you to do more than what people can, be, can think you can do. Or even yourself, you think you can do. Because for with God, all things are possible, the scripture tells us. And if we are in him, then we can do all things. But if we allow human beings, they will keep limiting you to who you are. They will keep reminding you, you are just a mere secondary school teacher, or you are just a mere primary school teacher. They will just tell you, you are just a doctor. I am a lawyer. I know more than you. Another one will tell you, you are just this and this. You are only a pastor, or you are just an apostle. I am a bishop. These are tags that human beings have labeled on you. Today, we want to remove that tag. Why do we want to remove that tag? Because God has invested in humanity. And he wants to use us to do greater things on earth than we think we can do. Human beings have limited us. The world has limited you. Governments have limited you. They have defined countries and limited countries to only be able to do A, B, C, D. And you have heard them say that in Africa, this thing called coronavirus is going to 
kill all of us. Why? Because as far as Africa is, is concerned, as far as they are concerned, they have tagged Africa to be a third world continent that lacks facilities, that lacks the wealth and the ability to do things their way. What have they done? They have put a tag on us. Today, we want to remove that tag. Today, we want to remove that cup of limitation. Why? Because we are created in the image and in the likeness of God. And we are created to represent God, to be like him and represent him here on earth. And when God says that I can do all things, then I believe I can do all things. Nobody can limit me to that. Let's continue with our text. What is mankind that you might of him? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels. Mm. I like that. But there is a correction I want to make. NIV and other translation, most of them, have never does not translated this verse the way it's supposed to be. The Hebrew word for what they are calling angel is actually Elohim. And Elohim is the name of God. In other words, we can rephrase that verse 5 and say, You have made them, man, a little lower than God. Or you have made him a little lower than yourself. And you have crowned them, man, with glory and honor. Look at what the Bible says. That we have been made just a little lower than God. Why? Because if God made us as God, then he would cease to exist. And knowing who man is, he would have dethroned God and says, I am God. But God wants to remind you. Although he has made you in his image and in his likeness, you are not God. But you carry his DNA. Praise the Lord. He will allow you to do certain things. And when it comes to doing things on earth, he says, I can do all you can do all things through him, God, who gives you and gives me strength. Therefore, if God says, I can do all things, that means I can do all things. I am not limited. That tag that you have put on me, that I'm just a lawyer or an architect, I want to tell you, that is only to enhance what I am already been made of. I can do more than what you have trained me to do. I will use that training to enhance myself, to speak to myself, and raise that which you never saw or which you cannot train, which has been put in me by God. Therefore, whether I am a lawyer or an architect or a doctor, I am a child of God made in his image and in his likeness. I do not have a tag of limitation. If God says I can raise the dead, praise the Lord. And the Bible says, go ye to the whole world, preach this gospel, raise the dead, heal the sick. My brother, my sister, you will raise the dead, you will heal the sick. 
Amen. Why? Because the Bible says so. And let me shock you. Do you know you can also create? You can call those things that are not to be. Because you carry the creative power. Why do I say so? If you are made in the image and likeness of God, and God created, then he has also given you the ability to create. Of course. He doesn't expect you to misuse the authority that he has given you. He doesn't expect you to misuse your power. To go demonstrating, you know, like a magician. I can create this. I can create that. I can create that. My brother, my sister. God will not allow you to do that. Because that is going to destroy you. Why? Because you'll become proud. You'll become arrogant. And we have seen men. When they are elevated. When they qualify and they become this and this and that. Don't we see them changing? Because of that tag which is on them, they become arrogant, they become, you know, uh, proud, yes. And before you realize, the same man that you are walking with is no longer walking with you. He's no longer the person that you knew he was. Something else has entered his life. It is called pride. And pride is not from God. It is from the tags that human beings have given you. Let's continue. You have made him a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. God has crowned you with glory and honor. How? Because he has made you like him in his image and in his likeness. That is a cover of glory that God has given you. So when you remove the tag that they have given you, and they have told you you can only do this much, and you have believed in them, and that is why though you are a child of God, because you do not know who you are in him, you have continued to suffer on earth, humiliated, by human beings and things that you can be able to ride on and rule over. Hear what the Bible says. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. That is the word of God for you. I am not the one who has written that scripture. This is David. And David was having a conversation with God. David was the man who was after God's own heart. That God would give a testimony of David. So David had a, had a conversation. David knew who God was because he had experienced what God has done in him and what God has given him. And that's why he is saying, you have made them rulers over the works of your hands. Yes. You have put everything under their feet. Mm -mm. Yes, thank God. He says, you have put them, you have not only made them rulers over all things, but you have put everything under their feet. What else do you want, my brother and my sister? When you remove that tag, 
That limitation, that belief that you have made, been made to believe, that you are just a human being and you are waiting for God to come and take you to heaven where you will enjoy life eternally. And as long as you are here, you are made to suffer and to go through humiliation. That is what you have been told and that is what you have believed. That is a lie. There is no way God would have created you and me in his image and in his likeness and then subject us to humiliation and sufferings and defeat. That came as a result of man's sin and fall. But today I'm speaking to you. Who is different? And why do I say you are different? Because you are a believer. You are born again. You are a child of God. You are made in the image and in the likeness of God. Yes, Adam sinned and failed. But what does the Bible tell me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15? That Jesus Christ is the last Adam, the second man. What did he come to do? To redeem us and to restore man to his original position. We have been saying we have entered into that season of restoration and manifestation of God's power and glory upon the face of the earth. That is where we are today. We are in that season. But if we do not know it, we shall remain where we have been all through with a tag of limitation upon us or on us defining us, yet God has already defined who we are. We can do all things in him who gives us strength. That is the word of God for you and me today. Let's continue. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and hands and the animals of the world, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the parts of the sea. Lord our God. This is what David would say. Lord our God, after doing all this, how majestic is your name in all the earth. David understood who God is and what God has done. And then he says, after doing all this, what is this that he is referring to? That after doing all these things, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth? How majestic is your name in all the earth? Giving humanity the authority, the ability to dominate and to govern what you have created. My brother, my sister, this is a great honor that God has given us. Praise the Lord. It's a favor that God has bestowed upon us. We are different from the other creation. No wonder in the book of Romans, it says all creations are eagerly waiting. They are groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Who are these sons of God? Those that are created in his image and in his likeness. To do what? To come and give life to a decaying creation. Because we call it life. Remove that tag. Clothe yourself with 
the tag that God has already given you. And the tag is his image, his likeness. You bear his image and his likeness. When you have God's tag, you know one thing that happens to you? You cannot be proud and like the human tags. The human tag, when it is bestowed upon you, when you receive that cup of graduation, the next thing you feel, you feel you are totally different. And no wonder people go to celebrate and they celebrate the long way. What has happened into them? Something has entered into their lives. Pride, hotness, we are, I am. I am so-and-so. I am now the doctor. I am now doctor so-and-so. All these things are important, brethren. I am not belittling profession. We go to school, but let's go to school with this understanding. We are more than what we get in school. So that what we get or what we become, we are more than the resources that we carry. Because everything we have, God has given into us. And he is the one who has given us the, the ability to dominate or to manage those things according to his word. That is why I will join David and worship God when I look at what I have. Because what I have is from God. When you have God's tag, you know what happens to you? You become even more humble. Because you know that what you have comes from God. And you are also secure, 100%. Because you know what you have is from him who will not come to take it away from you. But when man defines you and gives you a tag, they can decide to take it away from you. Haven't we seen people who have qualified? They won a gold medal. But after some time, a decision is made. They did not win it fairly, and they are striped of the medals. But when God crowns you, my brother, hallelujah, he is not going to come and remove that crown. You are the only one who can take it away from yourself. May the Lord help us to understand who we are in him as we remove the tag of limitation and clothe ourselves with God's tag that has no limitation, that tells us we can do all things. God has already defined you, and he has defined you in many ways. In the scriptures, I'll quickly just mention a few of when God defines you. This is what he says you are. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1, he says, you are mine. God has already decided and has already said you are his. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, he says, You are a heavenly citizen. You are not of this earth. You have come from him. Praise the Lord. Interestingly, even Psalms 82, verse 6 says, This is wonderful. It actually calls you God. Ye are gods. That's God saying, Ye are gods. Go and lead it. That's the task that God is giving you. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 6 and 5, verse 10. This is what it says. You are kings and priests unto our God. 
God gives you a tag of a priest, of a king, and to him, praise the Lord, what else would I want? Should I go to get some tags from human beings? No, God has already decided whom I am and I'm a proud to be in the house. You can call me a housewife. You can call me a house husband or whatever you like to call me. But this is what God says. I am a king and a priest even in that house. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. God says we are his fellow workers. We are co-workers with God. I told you, you can create. If God says, you are my fellow workers, he is simply telling you, what I have done, you can do. And no wonder Jesus said, greater things than these you shall do. That's the word of the Lord for you. It's not my word. This is what Jesus has said. Greater things than these you can do. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. I like this one. You have been made complete in Christ Jesus. Let nobody tell me that I am lacking anything. When you look at me, do not define me by what you see. I am complete in Christ Jesus. That's what the word of God says. I am complete in Christ Jesus. That's the tag that the Lord has given me. That word complete does not have limitation. I am complete in him. You do not need to add anything else. I am totally complete in him. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Wow. Then what's the problem? If God has said all this about us, I'll tell you where the problem is. Because we use these physical eyes to define ourselves. Let's look at one more scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's close with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Excuse me. Yes. This is what it says. If you like, you can lead from verse 6 all the way to the end of that chapter. You will, you will learn a lot. But let me just speak verse 9. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. The things God has prepared for those who love him. My brother, my sister. Do you love God? And I know you do. Then allow me to tell you that there are things that your eyes have never seen. I'm talking about these physical eyes. There are things that this world has not seen. That they are yet to be revealed or to be seen. There are things that the ear has not heard. 
We might think that the world is so advanced. I want to announce there are things that they are yet to hear. There are things they are yet to see. There are things that have not been conceived in the human mind. And what does the Bible say? The things God has prepared for those who love him. That's what it says. These things that the earth the has not seen, the eye has not seen, the ear has not seen, that the has, which has not been even conceived in the human mind, all the professors and the scientists, they are things that they have not conceived and they will never be able to conceive them. But these things has God prepared for those who love him. I told you, we need to remove the cup of limitation. That tag that has limited you. Because when you remove it, you'll be able to see. Because that tag sees things with his eyes. That tag that you have only hears what the world says. It con you can only conceive what you have heard people talk about. You have no capacity and ability to conceive new things because you are confined to what people have said. But today I came to tell you, you are made in the image and in the likeness of God. And in Christ Jesus, you can do all things. You have the ability to discover what has not been discovered. You have the capacity to innovate what has not been innovated. You have the capacity. Why do I say all this? Because the Bible tells me I was made in the image and in the likeness of God. And after God made me, he breathed life into me. What did I become? A living being on earth. But where did I come from? I came from him. So who am I? I am a spiritual being. Praise the Lord. Wearing human body. That's why you can be able to see. And you define me with this body. But that is not who I am. Who I am is superior than what you can see. For I have come from heaven. I have the ability to see the things with the eyes of God. And I want to challenge you, my brother, my sister. Stop limiting yourself. Open your spiritual eyes. Enter into the spiritual realm where you came from. There are a lot of things that have never been seen on earth. You are mesmerized by some discoveries that human beings have made. The Bible is telling you, there are things the eyes have not seen. There are things the ears have not heard. And they are reserved for you who love God. Today, wake up from that place you are. Remove that tag. Stretch yourself 
move out, start creating, start speaking things. Work with your hands, knowing that you can do more than what those hands can do. Stop limiting yourself. You are not defined by the resources that you have. Yes, you tell me, but I have no money. You do not need money. What you need is God. Why do I say so? God created gold and silver, and he has hidden them underground. What does that tell me? Whatever is underground, there must be something that is up there in the spirit. And if I am a spiritual being operating on a physical body, it means I can ascend to the heavens where God is and have a conversation with him concerning gold, concerning silver, concerning wealth, and say, your word says that it is your will that I may prosper and be in good health. I believe that word. Now I want to prosper. I want to be in good health because I'm made in your image and in your likeness. Yes, to represent you on earth. God will honor his word. He is not like a man who fails to honor the words or the promises they made. I want to close there. And I want to close by reminding you. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ or through him who gives me strength. You have the strength because it is coming from God to do all things. Wake up and start creating. Wake up and work. You'll make it. Wake up. Rise up. You'll become what God has said you'll become. Remove that tag. And you will do exploits for God. Even as it is written here, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. They cannot be limited, those who know their God. Do you know your God? Do you love God? Then you can do all things. There are things that eyes have not seen. There are things that ears have not heard. They've never been conceived in human mind. But those things, God has reserved them for those who loves, who, loves, who loves him. And he says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. These are not things that will be revealed. The mistake we make is that we think that these things that we are talking about will be revealed to us in heaven. No! Why do I need them in heaven? It is on earth that I need these things. In heaven, I will not need a good car. I will not need a good job. I will not need children. Heaven has everything that I need. So why do I wait until that I go to heaven to be able to see this thing the Bible is talking about? Because someone put a tag on you and he lied to you that you need to wait until you go to heaven. That as long as you are here, you are meant to suffer. No, Abraham did not suffer. Yes, of course, sometimes he did when there was famine. But God had to move him to Egypt. He did not move him as a poor man. He moved him together with his wealth. God intends that you may live a good life here on earth. Believe me, it is his will 
that you may prosper and be in good health. Remove that tag. Today, rise up. You can make it, my brother, my sister. God bless you. God bless you and thank you for uh, listening. I believe God has blessed you. I believe God is with you. You are uplifted. The cup of that tag is removed. There is no more imitation. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives us strength. We are made in his image and in his likeness. God bless you. God bless you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for loving us this much that you made us in your image and in your likeness. We are called by your name. You have said in your word, we can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives us strength. Today I pray for my listeners. Anyone listening to me today that has purpose and desired to do great things for you, O God, there is therefore no limitation. May they be able to enter into the realm of the Spirit and bring down to earth what, Lord, you have already conceived for them. May their eyes be opened that they can be able to see it. May their ears be opened that they can be able to hear. You can make it. You can do it, my son. Lord, reveal through their spirit that God Almighty on this earth, they will worship you and glorify you and they will say, Glory and majesty, honor belong to you, our God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.